views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. It is so great to be connecting with all of you. We have got a great show. Oh, my gosh. And it is a show that we have been planning for a little bit of a time here uh, because, you know, many of us, we go through life and we look at ourselves and we think, oh, wait a minute. You know, I, 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 I'm really just wanting to get a job. I'm really just I just want to trudge along, so to speak. You know, I have a couple of ideas here and there about, you know, what I want my life to be about. And, you know, I'll, I'll be happy if I just earn blah, 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 a month, a week, a year, whatever. And I'm going to be so grateful for that. And, you know, maybe I'm not going to be able to afford everything I really want. Oh, oh. Oh, my goodness. Why is this the show for my very special co-host today? Why is it we are going to bring in the spiritual guide, healer, ritual master, apprentice, Kabbalah instructor, certified by the Modern Mystery School? What is it that we're going to bring in? You know, Osiris is going to bring in. What, it, what are we going to bring in here today that is going to blow us all away? Now, here's what I want to say. We're going to talk about abundance in a way that perhaps you have not heard about before, but more importantly, in the style that he is so brilliant at, giving us seven concepts from living Kabbalah that can redirect your abundance. I love this because we're not like talking about, wait a minute, not having the abundance. We're talking about redirecting. So what is it that each of us does? We're like, oh, I don't have it. I can't pay it. Blah, blah, blah. My bank account, this, that. How am I going to do this? My child, the college. Oh, I can't even talk about it. But today, fasten your seatbelt. What is abundance? The good things in life, cash, something else. How does it work? And what are we going to do to make the shift about perspective and redirect ourselves to the abundance that is epic and accentuated, accelerated in their expansiveness? What a great show. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad to be talking with you about this, Osiris. Welcome. Yay. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> okay. So you do you think I'm a little excited about this today? Yes, so am I. <laughs> this is my favorite topic, money, money, money. Okay. So let's start at the top. But before we start at the top, I want to kind of weave it into your life and what you said yes to. You know, it's so great to be talking with you. The last show that you did and what we all learned from it was so beautiful in setting the stage for us to create the lives we want. But here's the thing. Maybe you can help us. 
many folks in the spiritual community kind of look at spirituality and abundance and they, they kind of look at it like oil and vinegar. How much of a misconception is that or not? I think that depends on the tradition you're in. So we have a lot of history of monks on the tops of mountains choosing poverty to have a full spiritual experience, literally living at higher elevations to get to uh, personal higher elevations to experience high vibrational thought existence. So that's one approach. And that works really well if, if what you're here to do is that. But there's those of us who live here in the world who... Uh, want to be among other people that like to live in cities or um, near populations. And we it, we use money to kind of grease the wheels and make things happen in a more convenient way. If we had to negotiate every single trade for everything we needed, we would not get nearly as much done. So it's a wonderful tool for um, actually experiencing and expressing power. It's a kind of uh, way of measuring one's ability to affect their world. You know, I was looking at, uh, I went to your website, uh, and I was looking at the many, many things you're doing. And I want to take a minute before we jump into this. Uh, and you share the seven concepts of abundance with us. But I, but I was really struck by a number of different things. And, and you know, the, the website I'm referring to, for those of you out there, is 10thhouse.org, 10thhouse.org. Uh, when you get there, you're going to see many, many things that you can look at and understand there are a couple of, 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 of scheduled programs you have, and I wanted you to take a minute, if you could, and let's talk about some of these programs, especially in the context of how to start the year with the energy, the vibration that we truly want to see unfold for this year. Tell us a little bit about, uh, about what some of the classes are you've got going on. One in particular starts this month. I love it. Yes. Uh, so the the big one for us, since the topic here is Living Kabbalah, is the 10-month Kabbalah program starting uh, January 30th and 31st here in Seattle. Um, but again, 10 months, so it's a big commitment. And we uh, appreciate that uh, not everyone's ready to just jump into that long of an experience right away with a group of people. Uh, so I have a couple of opportunities coming up in the next week or so uh, to... Uh, experience this tradition, understand specifically uh, working with the Introduction to Magic this Wednesday at 10th House. So we're looking at magic as a concept. What is it? Why does it even matter? And what does it mean in the context of this specific tradition, which is the lineage of King Solomon? Mm. And that's this Wednesday, January 13th at 10th House, starting at 7.15. And then next week, we're going to talk about the same topic we're talking about today, Redirecting Your Abundance. It's a free uh, class, and that's January 20th, the Wednesday again, at 10th House, starting again at 7.15. You know, I, I want to talk about the importance of this conversation and the importance of, of abundance right now. And, you know, can you, uh, for our listeners, uh, and we're probably going to skip a few breaks here, uh, Eric, uh, who is helping us out today, but I want to talk about 
abundance, what it is and what it isn't from your perspective. Because I think it's important, don't you think, uh, in helping us understand what it is so we know what we're redirecting, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so when I'm trying to look at these words, words are, have power. They're, it's like a spell casting. You're literally spelling a word in it. And that meaning of that word um, changes everything. So here we can look at just the dictionary definitions. Uh, here's two. One is the state or condition of having a copious quantity of something. Sounds nice. Mm-hmm. But there could be many kinds of something. Is it a copious quantity of bad days, maybe bad hair days? <laughs> or is it something we really want more of? So that's a little vague. So let's look at another one, which is the second dictionary definition, which is the plentifulness of the good things in life. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again... Um, abundance is really kind of more from a Kabbalistic standpoint is a mindset. It's not a group of things. It's not having the stuff around me that I've collected throughout my life or the cash in my pocket that um, comes from my paycheck, regardless of the size I've been able to create of that paycheck. So the Kabbalistic definition I'd like to share with you and with everyone today is One's ability to release all things because anything that is needed can be produced in this moment. So just take a moment right now. Think about that. What kind of life you would have to create where you could literally let go of everything because anything you need is within reach. So you'd have to have some pretty amazing relationships. You'd have to know where the opportunities are around you at all times. And you would live a life of zero attachment because everything you need to do what you're here to do in this moment is available to you readily. So you don't have to hold on. True abundance. Mm. I love this conversation because you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, uh, of a story that was told to me many, many years ago. Uh, you know, about, you know, uh, Michelangelo and sculpting. And how one has to embody the vision of what's to come. And what I loved about that story, and hence, you know, I'll just say this to you, you know, as a result of that story being shared with me back about, oh, I don't know, like 12, 13, 14 years ago, uh, crust, crust busting was developed as a result of this story that if you have the vision then the most important thing is to chip away that which is not needed. And that's for sculpting. How is that the same as what you just said about abundance? That's really interesting that you say sculpting because um, sculpting in a way is you're putting limitations on the thing. So if you have a block of stone and it's uh, carving away the things that don't belong and eliminating what doesn't become the piece of art. So Um, It's a subtractive process. Um, And another way of looking at it in an inverse that we talk a lot about in Kabbalah is the idea of the overflowing cup. So we still have a container, which the container is us. And um, to truly serve and to um, create amazing things for all the people around us in our world, first we have to fill our cup to full and allow it to overflow so that excess energy, money, Uh, opportunity can be shared with those around us. If we operate from an empty cup and everything flowing towards us gets redirected outside of us, 
then we aren't taken care of and we actually reduce our capacity and our cup shrinks. So if we want our cup to continuously grow so we can hold and contain more and share more with the world, then we want to make sure that our cup is full so we can uh, increase that capacity. Yeah. So here's what, we're, you know, here's what I want to say about this. This is a time for us to really stand in a place of empowerment in many, many ways. And I know that is something, you know, that you do. This is really your life's purpose, your life's passion in in, in many, many ways. And today's show is for us to look at the perspective we're currently holding and then look at how to redirect it. We're going to take a short break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about the seven concepts. What are these seven concepts? Uh, and, and this is so exciting. Give yourselves a minute to get a pen, get a piece of paper, get ready to take some notes. Many of you, you simply just put it right in your smartphones. And when we come back, Asari's going to take us through what these seven are and what do they mean for us and how do they help us create this shift. We'll be right back with the show, everybody. The flow of abundance. Stay tuned. audio was via a Skype call. What does it mean to be healthy? For each of us, it means something a little different. Discover the art of herbal medicine, a natural way to help our bodies respond better to the modern-day stress and toxicity of our everyday lives. Using organic herbs from around the world, the skilled herbalists at Urban Wellness in Kirkland can help you choose the herbs that are right for your body. Find your herbal solutions for common health issues at urbanwellness.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-N wellness.com. Put a little in your life with Keys. Keys Clear Protein Waters have 22 grams of smile-making, attitude-adjusting protein in every bottle. Did I mention it's tongue-tingling taste? Not just another guilty pleasure. With Keys, you'll enjoy every low-sugar sip and freedom from gluten, lactose, and GMOs. Who needs the fountain of youth when you can find Keys on Amazon or at Keys, K-E-E-S, please.com. Put a little in your attitude with Keys Protein Water. Are you ready for a radical shift in your way of being? Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Awakened Living Radio is a show dedicated to helping you embrace a life filled with profound peace, connection, and happiness. TJ Woodward is passionate about helping you find your clarity, balance, and purpose. Join co-host TJ Woodward and Dr. Pat Basile on the first Monday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for Awakened Living Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests. 
as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet, welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Almost everyone at some time in their lives ask themselves, what am I? Most of our questions are ego-generated and simply don't address the problem of our false self. It's time to relax your ego and embody your soul. Dr. Dan Cohen, neurologist, inventor, and author, has created tools to awaken a new way to transform from who you thought you were into what you truly are. Visit toolstoawaken.com today. The following audio is via a Skype call. everybody welcome back welcome back it's so great to be talking with all of you but you know it's also totally amazing to be in the presence you know of somebody that is helping so many people understand their potential their purpose you know where they are in their lives today Osiris is doing this uh, and how can we then Look at these seven concepts from Living Kabbalah. How can we look at them and help understand that they can truly redirect our abundance? And right now, we're going to we're going to get a we're going to get a really good sense of what the flow of abundance is like and what we can do to have that flow come our way. Wow. Osiris, thank you for today. It's so great to have you here. Tell us about the flow of abundance. Yes. So the idea here is that abundance is. It's not something we have to create or that there's a bunch of effort we have to put in to make it arrive in our lives. The idea is that it's here, but our relationship to it determines how much influence we have over that abundance. I mean, we live in one of the most abundant countries in the world. You can't go anywhere around here, even just looking at the land and the beautiful uh, naturescapes out there or um, looking at our cities and the amazing affluence and opportunity available. So, uh, But not all of us feel like we're getting to experience as much of it as we'd like. So... What I'm going to ask all of us to do is take a moment to visualize and see abundance as a river. Mm. And our relationship with this river can determine how much influence we have over abundance in our lives. And as I go through these seven concepts, really it's seven perspectives on this river, seven 
vantage points. And the first is um, that some of us view the current of abundance from a distance. We're up on a hill several miles away, and we can see the river. And from that vantage point, we know that it's there. We can see how it moves. In fact, we have a, a good big picture view of what's going on. But for some reason, we're not willing to be up close to it, that we've created distance. We've separated ourselves from abundance. We may even come up with reasons why we've separated ourselves. We may say, you know what, there's something about that flow that's bad or just doesn't work for me. Or the work that I'm doing in my life is not well served by that flow, that I have to create it for myself. I have to do, I have to do all the hard work to just make everything move. I can't participate in that amazing flow. And we may even go as far as to say it's bad. Maybe it's evil. Have you ever heard the phrase... Money is the root of all evil. Yeah. That is a amazing spell to cast to separate oneself from the amazing flow that this world allows and holds. So I call this poverty consciousness. When we separate ourselves from the flow of abundance, when we make it something out there and inaccessible. So when we make it something that is uh, in the realm of something other than ourselves. So when we look at it and we say, oh, let me look at this person. Let me look at that person. Let me look at what they have. I'll never have that. You know, this idea that abundance is for the few and not the many. And we do carry that with us. You know, I'm not saying everybody does, but I'm saying there is a group consciousness for the most part around that. I mean, my goodness, there's even a te- I think there's even a television show called something like the have and have nots. Yes. I mean, isn't isn't that what you're talking about when you're talking about the flow and you're talking about, you know, what are some of the things that kind of interfere with that flow? So we live in our culture and our culture wants us to consume. We live in a consumer culture and One of the best ways to have us consume is for us to believe there's something wrong with us and that we need something outside of us to make us better, not even to make us whole, but just to make us a little bit better. And when we get enrolled in this idea of being separate from the flow of abundance, then there's lots of great companies out there who have wonderful services to help bring you small little pails full of that abundance to your doorstep. You can get it delivered. It's a wonderful way of commodifying something that is a natural principle. Yeah. Yeah. And don't you think that that's part of it, too? Because, you know, you know, I love what you said, commodify, because part of the part of the part of the thing that we look at, right, is how do we even begin to know to ask for for that to ask? So, you know, when we stand at the edge, you know, when we're at this place, what is the concept that helps us? I'm so glad you asked that. I had a friend of mine ask me about this this week. And what came to my mind was a victim will say, this is happening to me and I need someone to fix it for me. An assertive person will ask for what they want and pretty is pretty sure they're going to get it. Whereas an empowered person looks at the whole universe as a range of opportunities and challenges and takes the route towards the largest personal gain, regardless of the risk of failure, and sees each step as an amazing opportunity and a new tool 
to help them accelerate that process. So there's this is a spectrum, and that's exactly what we're going through on this concept of flow of abundance is we're starting with separation and we're going to start moving closer. Mm. So, you know, this is really a question, I think, for you. And in the conversation you had with a friend, um, what have you discovered around how we limit the what around abundance, right? How we limit the what, meaning that, you know, sometimes we think, wow, let me, you know, let me get in a space where I believe I can have A, but I really don't believe I can have B, or I can call into being B is a better word for it. What, what do you um, what do you feel is happening with us when we imagine the abundance is a river, but it's a little teeny one? Um, actually, I'd like to move into the second uh, <laughs> concept here because it relates exactly to what you're saying. So, so you know, some of us are really distant, right? And that's that's actually probably a small percentage of our listeners. I'd say most of us have moved a little closer to the river than that. <laughs> and what a lot of us do then is we come and stand at the edge of the river. And what we're hoping to do is gain the ability to capture a little bit of it for ourselves. So we train into a skill. We uh, learn how to fit into uh, the systems that are out there, we take on a role that's been pre-designed by someone else that is open and needing filling, and we learn. It's like having a fishing pole of a certain length that can handle a certain weight of fish, that has a certain lure that only attracts that kind of fish, and we continuously try to reel in that same kind of fish repeatedly through our lives. It's better than being at a distance from the river. We're getting something out of that river but what we're getting is extremely limited compared to the entire capacity of the whole river. But most of us are trained to think, wow, this I've got this good thing going. I've got this great uh, way of earning a living. I've got these great uh, skills. I've got this great community that supports me doing this one thing over and over and over again um, that gets me uh, some semblance of a life where I feel like I have amassed enough to at least live on and maybe share a little bit. But we start to get this idea that that's good enough, mm-hmm. that um, that's the quote-unquote American dream, right, mm-hmm. that we, we can dream ourselves into that. And I know that many people see the American dream as much larger than that. But mm-hmm. for some people, they settle. They, as you mentioned before, they, um, they allow themselves to fit into a space created by someone else, which is not what we are designed to do. We as human beings are designed to create a space for ourselves that's never been occupied before, that we are the only ones who can occupy. But that can sound a little scary (laughs) if you've not (laughs) witnessed a lot of that happening around you, which our culture does not uh, typically um, reward on a large scale. We can look at famous people and they do it all the time or so that appears or may they may be just fitting into another part of society that was set up for them. You know, it's really interesting we're talking about this. And if you want to talk about the pop culture for a minute, because I know that, you know, we're going to talk about uh, the remaining concepts. It was really interesting to watch, uh, you know, or, or to be, you know, kind of intrigued by the Golden Globe Awards this year for me, you know, and, and to really kind of, and why was I looking at it? Well, I was really struck by the quality 
of some of the films in theater now, you know, films like Carol. I mean, there's just so many, so many films out there that were looked at by our culture as taboo, even like five years ago. And here's what I'm struck by, and I would love for you to talk about when we come back. Sometimes we put words in the environment that are all in good intention, but without even knowing it, we get in the way of the natural flow of things. You know, we're standing in the middle of the abundance and can be seen as more of a blockage than as a something that's assisting with the flow in a smooth way. When we come back, I want to talk with you about that. And of course, you know, what, do you, what am I referring to? Well, in all of the effort that Jennifer Lawrence made not to get the Golden Globe Award for herself, she did get it. Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, we're going to go through the next segment in its entirety without a commercial break so that everyone out there can tap in to the flow of abundance. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit Transformation Talk Radio com for show dates and times and lesliefontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance naturopathic doctor founder of the martha's vineyard holistic retreat and author of the new york times bestseller 21 pounds in 21 days dr ronnie deluce has helped tens of thousands of people including celebrities and athletes with her message of lifestyle change now dr ronnie deluce wants to help you you too can be saved email dr ronnie deluce at info at ronnie on radio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com dr ronnie deluce your partner in wellness Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basili is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head. 
that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? The following audio is via a Skype call. Go to the Dr. Pat Show or Transformation Talk Radio. Uh, if you want to take a sneak peek at why our theme this year is uh, Accelerated Expansiveness, go to transformationradio.fm. We're so thrilled about you know, how quickly our progress is going with what is being built. And believe me, I accept no credit whatsoever for it. I will tell you, this is a great team of people I'm honored to work with. You know, as many of you know, The same thing happens when you step out into the world and you are one who is going to share some of the most incredible principles, concepts, as Osiris is doing today. And, you know, it's so important for us to know how we can tap into exactly what you're talking about, Osiris, and and, and how much more they can learn. Can you please tell people the best way to find out more, but also tell folks about the free consultation? Yes. So um, one of the things we do at 10th House, uh, my wife and I both offer free consultations. They're actually 90-minute consultations, which seems like a long time. But the truth is, is uh, a tradition like ours, um, it's not the best fit for every single person. You know, Uh, some people are looking for quick fixes. They're looking for um, just a little leg up in this or that. But um, it's rare we come across those kinds of people who are re- ready for a thorough and complete and revolution of their lives to become more of who they really are and are willing to do what it takes to make major shifts. And that's what this tradition is all about, is giving us the tools or actually reminding us of the tools that we are to accomplish all of that. And so we offer this free consultation to um, have people help get to know us, get to know the tradition, um, see our center, and see if it's a good fit. Mm. And if people are interested, we have information on that on our website at tenthhouse.org. That's one zero t h h o u s e dot org. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tenthhouse. And we have a phone number you can reach us at at 206-538- zero zero seven zero awesome thank you so much now again you know we're talking about the seven concepts uh and what i love is to really be able to kick the year off and talking about abundance you know we're talking about these seven concepts from living kabbalah that can redirect your abundance okay what's next just to wrap up the concept we had. So we were on the edge of the river and we were catching fish with our specialized tools, our rod and our lure. Um, And then this mode of thinking is the idea of time equals money. 
meaning that I can only earn as much as I have time. And this consciousness is what creates wage jobs. I can make a minimum wage or $20 an hour, $50 an hour, $250 an hour. When I attach a value to time and time is not something I can control, I am limiting abundance. Even if there's a large number attached to time, time only marches at a constant pace. And it actually kind of divorces the money from the true value of what I produce in the world. So um, that is the scale on which most of us live in our culture, including even an annual salary. That's still attaching money to the year versus money to the hour. So um, we can do better than that. (laughs) So (laughs) let's talk about that. So we're on the edge. We throw down our rod and we jump in. Yeah. Yeah. We just jump in and we stand in the center of the river. Now, the flow, we are in the flow. There's flow all around us. We're completely aware of how abundant life is. And, um, but that doesn't mean that we have the ability to do anything with that flow. We could be totally surrounded by it and be completely conscious and aware of it and have no ability to do anything about it. And so... Um, we have to make another leap. It's not enough to be in the abundance and be aware of it. But what we want to do is find other people who have learned how to direct the abundance. Inevitably, when we're in the river, we find other people who are in the river who are doing something special with that flow. So I like to use the visual of maybe there's um, somebody standing in the river and they're using a basket. And they're dunking the basket into the river and pulling it up. And they can hold a certain amount of water for a moment, but that basket has holes in it, right? And the water slowly spills out. But you're still controlling that flow. You're not holding it and keeping it, but for a time you're holding it. And maybe you're even catching some of the abundance in that river that stays in your basket, depending on how that basket is designed. That's just one idea. So there's all kinds of ways to interact with this flow. And the important thing is, is finding people around you who are comfortable with abundance, who are used to using it and redirecting it, and learn from them how they're able to do that. It's more of an apprenticeship kind of perspective. Mm. And um, there's, there are plenty of ways outside of wage jobs to work with earning um, or accumulating. You know, there's uh, high-risk things like gambling is one way of interacting with abundance. It's a very high risk and very few people are very good at using that tool. But if that's one that you're excited about, you want to find people who are very good at it if you're going to go down that path. Um, You could also create uh, uh, something that can be continuously working in the flow. And I like to use the visual of the water wheel. So if you find someone who's built this amazing water wheel into the river of abundance and that river of abundance now pushes their wheel. So it's their wheel. They created it. It could be their business. It could be um, their relationships. It's somehow they've set up their lives where the flow of abundance around them turns a wheel that does something for them. So traditionally, the water wheel would be used to grind grain. Today, we use them as turbines to generate electricity. So we're converting flow into another kind of energy that we have more control over. So Um, you know, when we get to the river, a lot of us want to just keep it for ourselves. We want to hoard it. And there's only so much we can hold, right? Going back to that cup analogy that 
depending on the size of our cup, there's only so much we can hold. But if we design systems where that flow generates things for us on a consistent basis that's not attached to time, that's not even necessarily attached to additional effort, right? You build the wheel once and that wheel keeps turning. So in more traditional circles, um, there's ideas of residual income. That's a more typical uh, modern commerce kind of languaging for that idea. But you can do it in many ways. So producing something that generates long-term income from one uh, effort is one way of looking at this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the part about what you're saying is, though, that is that what I hear you saying is there are there are tools and sometimes we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Exactly. Someone else has already invented that wheel. wheel. Now, they haven't invented our wheel. And when we go to do it, we're going to do it in a different way. And we yeah. may even try building the wheel and it doesn't work for us. Right. But we learn something really valuable in that process and it will get us closer to finding the true way that we work with our abundance. Right. And, you know, now we're starting to connect the dots on these concepts, right? Now we're starting to say, well, wait a minute, you know, here are a series of things I, I, I can learn. But what does it mean when we put them all together? Exactly. So you've got your wheel. Let's say you found a way to build the wheel that works for you and it's generating something for you now that is ongoing, that now you can relax into your abundance. It's not just the abundance that's everywhere. So first you became aware, you got close, you learned how to harness. And once you've harnessed, you have some amazing options. You can create more. There's no reason to be limited to one way of interacting with abundance. That's again, part of our limited separation oriented culture that one way is the only way. In Kabbalah, we actually say we're multidimensional, multifaceted beings, that we can have many modes of operating and interacting with our world that generates all kinds of amazing fulfillment for ourselves. Um, and we don't have to be stuck in one way. That we would build on that until so we have a whole system of wheels and contraptions that are all doing different things. Maybe one wheel is in the flow of abundance and another wheel is attached to that wheel, which is attached to another wheel. And we have this huge complex machinery of us that is doing many things simultaneously to generate abundance. And um, when you talk about this in financial circles, they often talk about diversification. So if you only have one mode of interacting with abundance and if you assume it's going to work for the rest of your life, it's possible that wheel breaks down. But if you have many different things in that river and flowing, if any one of them breaks down, it's no big deal. There's plenty more going on that you can continue to work with and you can then maybe make some adjustments to that one and get it flowing again. Oh, I love it. All right. So what is the next concept? So we have... Um, all of these wheels going and we start to then see the whole system as a single system again. So first we, we create many and then we see the many as a one and we begin to orient all of those wheels towards accomplishing the big idea, the big reason we're here, that accomplishment of purpose. And what typically happens is when we get really good at abundance, so this is different than what most people think from a spiritual perspective, that when we're really rocking with money, we know money, we know abundance, we know um, an abundance comes in relationships, comes in all sorts of things. 
that opportunity especially, that we can then orient all of that in a single direction. So it's all moving towards accomplishing what I'm here to do in this lifetime. And the way that we know that we're doing that is there's this beautiful thing called joy, which is the byproduct of fulfillment of purpose. In our tradition, we say it's not an emotion. It's the expression of fulfillment of purpose. Mm. And everything starts to make sense as a whole, and we uh, operate at a different level. And we become a beacon of opportunity that other people can then measure up against and attempt to match our efficiency and our magnitude of uh, working with abundance. Oh, it's incredible, isn't it? You know, I want to ask you about something um, also um, about the power of yes. And this is, I think, what you're talking about. You know, this idea of being in an affirmative position around abundance. Some people call it, you know, being in that success uh, mindset. Other people also call it exactly like what you're talking about with the metaphor you're using in the flow, in the flow, right? And being in the flow of peace and joy as well as success. And and people don't believe, there are people that really actually don't believe that you can be peace and joy and have that successful, abundant, and even a business mentality. So tell us more about how once we've created this successful method, how do we create more? Is it really possible? Well, I'll give you a personal uh, <laughs> story here about how I did it. So. Um, I started my young years focused on producing art and music, and I had a big judgment of business and finance. And I found that no matter how good I made my art, my philosophy was if I just was so good at what I did that the world wouldn't be able to help but support me. That's how I was going to do it. I was just going to be so good at art and music. And the truth was that no matter how much better I got, I was doing it alone. No one was seeing it. No one knew what was going on. And what was even worse is I started creating a lifestyle and language that excluded money. I didn't even know how to talk about it. I didn't know how to talk to people who had money about what money was to them and how I could do it better. So I was so far from the river, yet I was in a different kind of abundance of producing. I was producing, I was producing, but it generated nothing for me. So I basically built a wheel on dry land and it was doing nothing for me. So I actually went to uh, school. I went back to the University of Washington and I got a business degree in information systems. And that right. seems so opposite of spirit and art and creation. And it really isn't. It's the language of understanding money, which is the way that we measure this yeah. type of abundance in our culture. So yeah. what I learned was the language of money, how to be comfortable around talking about it, how to be comfortable around people who had it and talk to them about what they're doing with their abundance so I could become a part of it. And today I actually consult with uh, corporations on how to do uh, new paradigm marketing where we address people as human beings and we create long-term value-based relationships where I can bring my art and my spirit into corporations and change them from the inside out and help to focus on individuals and empowering them to progress and become better people through interacting with products. 
Yeah, I love what you just said. And, you know, I want to make sure we get the, the, you know, all the concepts in. I love what you said, because exactly what you said in what you're doing with corporations, this is the paradigm that we have, you know, accepted in creating for broadcasting radio and media. It's that same idea, isn't it? You know, it's yep. really looking at the walls of the old, taking down the walls that we used to put up, the barriers, the brick, the mortar, whatever it is, and think about a new paradigm of partnership, collaboration, and creativity, isn't it? Well, one of the most uh, prolific prophets of this age, Alice Bailey, said that when we create heaven on earth, it will be built with corporations, mm. which is so shocking to many of us. We want, all we want to do is tear down these systems that are not working. The problem is, is they're focused on profit where they could focus on anything. And that actually is starting to change now in our world. There are uh, more and more opportunities where corporations in the, in the standard style just choose to focus on something other than profit. Profit becomes a secondary measure of the success of something else, whether it be some kind of public good um, improving the environment, producing an um, amazing experience for people, whatever it may be. So it might just be that we're on the verge and a small shift in our perspective gets us into paradise. I love it. So here we are, a small shift, a change in perspective, looking at abundance and the flow. Okay. Why is all this possible? What are we creating here? So it's all possible because this is what we are designed to do and be. So mm -hmm. this is not for special people. That's exactly what Solomon did 3,000 years ago is his father, King David, conquered all the tribes around him, believing they were the chosen people. Solomon did not. He invited all of them to come and share and uh, learn from each other because that's how we do it is by doing it together because that's what all human beings are designed to do and be that we are so much more than our culture tells us, that if we listen to our heart and we follow our true mission, that we can participate in a world that is far more abundant than we could ever imagine until we experience it. Mm. You know, I, I think that there is, you know, for all of us listening, you know, there is a sense, I believe, and maybe you can talk about this, and, and I would like us to go back over the seven concepts so folks have them, but we have this sense that we were not meant, we were not meant to play small. You know, we have a sense of this. We could see it by the discoveries that we've made. Uh, we can also see it by, you know, some of the disasters that we're capable of creating. But in the end, you know, we're here to be able to create the flow of abundance. It, it, is this the message today to help people understand what these seven concepts are? And I'd love for you to walk us through them again. Yes, exactly. So, again, these concepts are more like perspectives. Yeah. So I'm going to just run through them again quickly. Yeah. Uh, the first is that some of us are viewing the current of abundance from a distance. Number two is some of us stand at the edge, hoping to catch just a little bit for ourselves. Number three, some of us jump in and stand in the center of this flow. But we find that just standing there isn't enough. So number four, once in the river, we can try to catch and hold some of this flow. Number five, 
we can create a powerful system to put the flow to work for us, remembering that water wheel. Number six, once we have created one successful method, we can create more, dramatically increasing our influence over the flow of abundance around us. And number seven, all this is possible because we are all created with the ability to wield abundance. That's literally what we are. Our true essence is wielders of abundance in this world. Mm. You know, we're getting ready to set intentions for the year. And we're getting ready to have a notion of what this year and many years might be like. You are, again, as we've said before, you're creating opportunities for people to learn, for people to grow, to be more aware. And yeah, what you say here is say yes to empowerment. Uh, What a great platform. Please tell folks again uh, what you've got planned to kick off the year as well as how is the best way, what the best way is for people to connect with you directly. Well, if you're ready to shift in a big way, we have the 10-month Kabbalah program beginning at the end of this month, January 30th and 31st. And if that's something you're interested in, I highly recommend you contact me right away because there's a few steps between here and there, and I want to make sure you have every opportunity to make that happen for you if you're interested in it. If you're not ready to make that level of commitment, that's great. There's a lot of other opportunities, uh, two of them being this Wednesday Um, The Introduction to Magic at 10th House Light Center. And next Wednesday is the Living Kabbalah, Redirecting Your Abundance, where we're going to go into this same topic we talked about today in much more detail. And then, as always, we have a free consultation. If you just want to come hang out with us, sit down, have a conversation, tell us about you and your life, we'll tell you about this tradition and how it's worked for us, and we'll see if it's a great fit for you. And if it is, then we would love to uh, help share with you the tools that have worked for us and uh, learn how you make them work for you. Oh, mm. my gosh. And you can get a hold of us at 10thhouse.org, at, on Facebook at facebook.com slash 10th House, or on our phone, which is 206-538-0070. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much uh, for today. Really quickly, we have time for a personal message, which I always love hearing from you. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Um, It's not enough to just visualize, just imagine that effort has to be put in to create this amazing abundance that we are. So part of that means getting outside of our comfort zones, moving into an expanded sense of self, as you love to say, saying yes, but saying yes to self, to see the full potential realized and to be willing to make mistakes on the way. Amazing. Thank you so much. Abundance, abundance, abundance. Remember, everyone, you know, this is something that each and every one of us has right in front of us. And the concepts that you've heard today are going to not just get that flow going, but have that flow continuing to grow. And what I love about what was said here today is over and over and over again. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We'll see you next time.